Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Live from downtown San Francisco, this is 95.7 The Game. Yes, yes. Good Saturday morning to you. We welcome you in. John Dickinson joined by Jason Dumas once again here on a Saturday morning for the next four hours. We are with you until one o'clock. Phone lines open as always. 888-957-9570. Jason, of course, sports director at Cron 4 and a pleasure uh, to, to do this consecutive weekends. My man, good to be with you again. Yeah, man. Two straight Saturdays. Let's get it. I'm enjoying it, man. Yeah, and I, I wanted to start with something we did talk about last week, and I kind of disagreed with you because you, you put it out there. You thought there was really a, a lot of pressure on, on Trey Lance coming into this 2022 season. That stove's getting and, hot, J.D. Yeah, and I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, I, I disagreed, and then I'm watching Trey and his 11 pass attempts against the Texans, and the offense is real clunky, and 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 the way I'm thinking of it now, I think I think you were right. I'm basically starting the show by saying I think I underestimated the pressure that's that's not only on Trey Lance but is going to continue to be on Trey Lance as the season opens now, uh, two weeks from tomorrow in Chicago, and I think a big part of that is because frankly from being out of training camp a lot and now watching the two preseason games of the three that he played. I don't feel as great as I did about Trey a month ago today when they hit the field in Santa Clara for, for that first practice, if, if that makes sense. I expected it to look, Jason, a certain way. I expected him to be smoother, farther along than he's been. And I still think this 49ers team can win. But but I am a little bit more concerned that maybe at least initially it's not going to be where everybody is expecting it to be as far as the second-year quarterback goes. Yeah, you know, essentially he's a first-year starter. He's essentially a rookie in terms of experience. I know he got a year of uh, practicing and saturating all of uh, all the lessons and game plans and coaching at the NFL level. But look, typically, traditionally, someone in his position – you give a lot of rope to them. You have low expectations. You expect them to come along slowly. But his situation is a little different because, one, he's on one of those situations where he's playing on a Super Bowl-level roster. 
So these guys have expectations. He's not Zach Wilson. He's not some of these other guys who get drafted early to a bad team. So it's like, okay, we don't have much expectations. We just want you to look the part and grow over the next two to three years as we build a roster around you. We want you to be our franchise quarterback. We're going to continue to build this roster around you. That's not the situation for Trey Lance. For Trey Lance, it's like, look. We got guys who have been to the Super Bowl. We got guys who played in the NFC Championship game last year. That is our bar. You have to take us there. That's a different type of pressure. And then, J.D., that's not even me adding in the fact that we got you. We got rid of a pretty serviceable quarterback to get you. In fact, we traded two first-round picks and swapped another to get you. So that's another little wrinkle where it adds a little pressure on him. So I don't think it's it's not this traditional, uh, he's a first-year starter, we got to bring him along slowly, we'll see how it goes. Two, three down the, years down the line, it's going to be great. Nah, we need you to be good now because we want to win a Super Bowl this year. That's a lot of pressure. And what we saw this the other day against the Texans, now, I know it's preseason. I know the the play calling was kind of vanilla. We know Kyle Shanahan's going to dial it up when the games start to count. He doesn't want to show his hand too much. But we saw a first-year starter who's up and down. Everything wasn't his fault. That offensive line looked really, really shaky. Uh, but he did miss some throws. There was a couple times where I think he held on to the ball too long. There was one play in particular. He had Debo Samuel crossing the field, held on to it too long, Kittle missed a block. You hardly ever see that, and he and it causes a sack. But Trey Lance should have gotten the ball out of his hands quicker. He could have hit Debo. Debo's probably 40 yards down the field with his speed. So you saw the things that that start to worry you, like I told you about last weekend, J.D., whether it's the accuracy, whether it's the awareness in the pocket. And I think Trey has – I think Trey can be a great football player. I don't want anyone to say – to to think I'm coming off saying he's a bust. But there's going to be a lot of growing pains, and I'm not sure the fan base and some of this staff is ready for those growing pains because they the messaging was, we got our guy, he's going to help lead us to the promised land this year because our roster is ready to go to the promised land this year. This isn't one of those two, three-year projection-type moves. No, and, and it's a matter of, how long is it going to take for him to get to that point where, as you say, he can be a great quarterback? And I, I who knows what happens week one, but I don't think it's going to be the early going of, of this season. I, w- I want to get into the Texans game a little bit. I think that's a that's a great way to start. And my initial takeaway on the play that, that you set up as far as the, the one where Kittle misses the block and Debo's running free, I felt like that and jotted it down on my notepad. Like that was the kind of th- that was the play that Jimmy actually would hit. Like you know, sh- short pass over the middle, loves throwing it. Maybe it wouldn't have been perfectly accurate, but open enough to where he saw it. He hit him. Moves there the wasn't chains. a defender. Yeah, there wasn't a defender there, and it moves the chains, and maybe it winds up being a big gain. And I think that that's the the, the question, and, and the way I was thinking of it to, to ask it to the to the listeners is you know, now that we've seen Trey Lance in the preseason, now that we've seen Trey Lance at training camp, do you feel better or worse about the, the quarterback position for the 49ers now with two weeks and a day to go for the regular season? 888-957-9570. But I, I think to relate it back to Trey and Jimmy, 
Jason, it's it's almost as if there are plays that Jimmy can make, and the plays that Jimmy can make, I, I don't know that Trey can make those plays as consistently, but then there's plays Trey can make that I don't think Jimmy can make at all. How, how many of those plays get made versus – some of the growing pains, because as I'm looking up and down at, at all of his 11 throws on Thursday night, you know, started off one of four, then he hit, what, four in a row, at five in a row from that point. But even a couple of the completions, and this has been the case, were, were not necessarily the most accurately thrown balls. He's evading pressure, but it, it just hasn't looked as seamless as I would have expected it to look. And I've expected there to be some growing pains. Yeah, he looked like he looked like a rookie quarterback who isn't used to NFL game speed yet. I'm not going to dress it up nicely. That's, you know, the, I know 49ers fans don't want to necessarily hear that, but that's the case. You know, he just he didn't look great. He looked like he still has a lot of room to grow. And on one hand, that's expected because of the situation. He's a young quarterback, only two starts or two starts or one start under his belt. Two starts. Two starts. Yeah, the, under the, one, the, the one where it was probably a little too soon in Arizona because Jimmy Garoppolo was hurt. That's and then right. he looked better on January the 2nd in Week 17 in that must-win game against the Texans, uh, right. ironically enough. Yeah, so he has two starts under his belt. So, of course, you're going to think growing pains. But, J.D., I posed a question. Does this roster that is ready to win a Super Bowl, that if you just look at it on paper, this looks like a roster that is probably a handful of about six, seven teams in the NFL where you can realistically say, oh, they could win a Super Bowl. This is one of them. Does this team have the time to wait for a quarterback to grow and and get to where he needs to be to help lead them there? Because I was told – you made this trade. You traded away these assets. You, you you pushed Jimmy Garoppolo aside because you have a quarterback who is ready. And from what I'm seeing, he does not look ready. So I'm kind of confused. What 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 should we be expecting? That's kind of that's kind of where I'm at because I'm like, look, there was a quarterback on the roster. He he was not great. I think all the complaints on Jimmy Garoppolo are legitimate. I'm not saying people are crazy when they're up in arms because he misses a throw or he gets hurt. I get it. He's not perfect. There's a lot more to be desired. But at the end of the day, you could trust it. And if you're going to trade that asset away or get rid of that asset to bring in another guy, doesn't that guy have to be ready? Like, what was the whole point of doing it if he's not ready to lead you to a Super Bowl now? Because as we've said before, the NFL, not for long. Who knows if this roster is a Super Bowl roster in three years when he might be ready? The, the calculus of it is, is fascinating because it does make you wonder if internally Kyle Shanahan and, and John Lynch, as an extension of Kyle Shanahan, who is the, the number one in the organization as far as, as decision-making, Kyle, I wonder if they sat down and they look at it as – well, we're going to have to start the clock on this kid no later than year two because we got to get him out there because we've only got him for the five years of, of that rookie scale contract. And so you, the belief is that this team is good enough to where you're going to have to have a year of growing pains no matter what. This team projects to be in other areas maybe better than last year's team. 
Jimmy Garoppolo didn't want to run it back again anyway. The time is now, and and I guess what I'm getting at, Jason, is did they internally look at this season as we think we can be good enough to be 10-7 and and make the playoffs, we'll let the chips fall where they may, but that's going to come at the cost of there will be more ups and downs uh, and and more, let's say, Jimmy Garoppolo-like play in terms of consistency. Look, these are two different dudes, different styles. Already kind of laid that out with the fact that there are things Jimmy does that Trey can't. There are things that Trey does that Jimmy can't. But just the level of production, the level of, of, of frustration level for plays that should be made that aren't made – I feel like that is going to be similar after watching Trey now in this preseason. The hope, I think, is that he gets better. But I, it's almost as if Kyle Shanahan sat down with, with everybody and they thought, you know what, this is the year we got to do it. It's not going to always be perfect. But you know what, it, it, sure, it certainly wasn't always perfect these last couple of years with Jimmy. But we've been able to win enough football games to where the season is still worth it. Yeah, no, I, I understand that concept. I'm just... Do you think that's an easy sell on the fan base? Because I don't think this fan base is expecting a 10-7 and 7 season with a lot of you know, growing pains. I don't you know think... what's interesting on that? Like, I, I think there are a lot of fans, Jason, I, I want to get your take on this. I think there are a lot of fans that, that, are, that haven't totally been paying attention, because I think most fans don't really pay attention to the preseason, but right. to what you've said have kind of been sold – Hey, this dude is the truth, and he's he's a franchise quarterback, number three pick. And I think there's going to be a certain percentage of the fans that haven't really been paying attention to where if it doesn't look a certain way or it looks like it has with some of the ups and downs, they're going to almost feel duped because they haven't been watching it like we've been watching it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just the general perception, the messaging for the casual fan who might not be locked in every day listening to the podcast, looking at the tweets, tweeting reports from training camp, the guys who just cheer for the Niners. When football season comes, they're locked in every Sunday. They're locked in during the week. They go to the bars. They watch for those guys. They're, they might They might watch game one and be like, I thought this dude was supposed to be the guy. I thought he was supposed to be the dude. Like, we want to win a bowl this year. We got George Kittle, Bosa, Fred Warner, Debo Samuel, like Trent Williams. We're supposed to win a Super Bowl. This is a Super Bowl roster. They're going to feel duped. And because <clears throat> from everything I've seen, this looks like a, a, a prospect, a guy who you got to be patient with and, and groom and slowly bring along. He's not a ready-made guy. Now, not, not all quarterbacks who come into the league are. Um let me ask you this, J.D. Have have you had that moment yet? You you watch Trey Lance darn near every snap, whether it's training camp, preseason, or the games he's played. Have you had that moment yet where you're like, oh, he's the guy. He's the guy. They're in good hands. I think there are individual plays where you think if he can do that more consistently, he's got it. But no, there hasn't been that moment for me where like he shows the tools, but it's it's flashes. I think I think his game on Thursday is a lot like what we've seen at practice in that you see plays where you go, okay, yeah, that that's it. I I, I see it. But then the next play is oh, wide open throw to Kittle off the mark. And incomplete, time to bring the punt team on. And I think those are the kinds of plays where you have to have both. You have to really limit those plays where you're kind of you're kind of going, wow, that's not what it looks like, while you're also making the plays that are, oh, yeah, this is what it's supposed to look like. So to that point, 
I mean, I guess the answer is a simple no as I kind of dance around and give you an explanation <laughs> of the thought process, Jay. Yeah, I mean, it's me too. And, like, you know, I'm trying not to be that guy this morning, that that curmudgeon pessimist. I'm trying not to. I'm just being honest. Like, he has the tools. But pretty much every single first-round pick in the history of the NFL has the tools. Or they wouldn't have been drafted in the first round. You know what I mean? So I don't think having tools makes him all that unique. We got to see him put the tools together. I haven't seen that yet. He's only started two games, so I'm not saying like, oh, the sky is not falling. But, you know, how how patient are we? And and I say all that to say they need to get Jimmy Garoppolo off that roster. Because if those tools aren't coming together and it's week three and week four and Jimmy Garoppolo is sitting there, most fans are going to be like, all right, well, we know what we got in Jimmy, and we want to win. Bring him in. No doubt. And I think he, you know, this is going to be the last show we do, Jason, where, where Jimmy Garoppolo is on the 49ers roster. I'm, I'm pretty con- I think that's coming on, on Tuesday. A little bit of new word on where he may be going, although it's old word this week. It sounded like Seattle, the, the front runner, uh, once he eventually gets cut. Geno Smith's going to be the starter as he beat out Drew Locke in their training camp competition. So Geno Smith week one, I guess the question then becomes, and we'll get to some phone calls here, could Jimmy Garoppolo be ready for that home opener on September the 18th at, at Levi's in, in week two? Should Geno Smith falter or be injured? I think they're going to roll with Geno at least for the first couple of weeks of the season uh, in all likelihood. 888-957-9570. John Dickinson, Jason Dumas. We're with you until 1 o'clock. Let's uh, get to the phones here. A couple of phone calls in the first segment. We'll start with Gloria in San Francisco. Hey, Gloria, you're on 95.7 The Game. Hey, guys. Thank you for taking my call. You guys pretty much uh, analyzed it and broke it down to perfection. I'm one of the fans that do pay attention So I have been watching closely. And I do think that this will be a season of ebbs and flows for the Niners, but they have to go through it because the ceiling on Trey Lance is higher than what it is for uh, Garoppolo. Garoppolo knows the system, and he, when he got to the Niners, was already groomed because he had been groomed in New England. So with that first injury that, Garoppolo sustained when becoming a Niner, I don't think he ever came back to the prominence that once was. But with that being said, he was above serviceable. I think that you roll the dice with Trey Lance and you go through the ebbs and flows of his evolution, but that I think he's an astute individual. He'll pick up on the on the scheme of everything. He knows how he'll be able to read defenses. He can spread the feel better than Jimmy. So just, you know, work with them through the ebbs and flows of him getting more acclimated. I think it's a a wonderful opportunity for this team to go further. And I do believe the Niners obviously will get into the playoffs. And then with the other nucleus of the team, they, Jim, I mean, um, Trey can't do it by itself. It'll take a whole team effort and the play calling of Shanahan. Thank you guys for taking my call. Appreciate it. I think the the, the bet is, Jason, that, that Trey Lance is smart enough to adapt and get better and that he will get better over the course of a season. The question, though, is 
does that growth process cost you games that put you in a vulnerable position even this season when it comes to the playoffs? And I'm just looking at the schedule those first four weeks. The, 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 the games that need to be won are the first two because at Denver is going to be tough and the Rams on Monday Night Football is going to be tough come week three and week four. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And Craig and I, our producer, we were chatting about that off air when we got in this morning. Very, very fortunate, those two, those two early games against Geno Smith and Justin Fields. Um, they're must-wins. I hate to say a, a week one game is a must-win. Like, I sound foolish, but when you break it down at the micro level and really think about the context and what's ahead after that, yeah, it's, you, you got to get those because if you if you go into if you go into Denver, say one and one, and then then you lose a, a game in Denver against a really solid team and a really really tough place to win, then you're looking at one and two playing playing the defending Super Bowl champs uh, on prime time, and then all of a sudden you could conceivably be one and three. You know that's not a spot you want to be in. So. Just looking it at the micro level, you got to get those two wins. And luckily, luckily for Trey Lance, the two quarterbacks that he'll be going up against week one and two, I know the quarterbacks don't play each other, but they're always compared. And they're not world beaters. So it's not like it's going to be a high, a high bar that he's going to have to beat. And so, like, hopefully you go through your both of your first two weeks and Trey Lance outplays Justin Fields, Trey Lance outplays Geno Smith, then you go into Denver, Russell Wilson, probably not going to outplay him at this stage of his career. But at least, at least you got some momentum. You know, J.D., going into that Denver game when he's playing against uh, – prime premier quarterback in this league yeah and look the quarterbacks don't play against each other head up but I think the the question is do you trust Trey Lance against the Bears and Seahawks defenses more than you trust Geno Smith and Justin Fields against the 49ers defense and I, I love those matchups for the 49ers defense to keep those two squads stymied to maybe force a couple of turnovers that that can either directly lead to points or or some short fields which which can lead to points and so I think that that's another area where the defense should be on point in those games all the more reason why you should win those games because maybe the offense won't have to come up with as much as they will in some of these other games where you're facing better offensive systems and 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 better quarterbacks as well and and that's just what kind of led me down the path to where I opened the show just saying, hey, Jay, I'm sorry. I, I, <laughs> I, I think I got it wrong because the pressure comes from the fact that you need to win those first two games because the, the, you know, could you imagine? And I know we'll get we'll get to no name. We'll get to Matt. We got a couple people that want to talk. Phone lines are open. 888-957-9570. Could you imagine, Jason, if the 49ers go to Chicago and Justin Fields is like he has a great game and and it's like oh wow he's made a real jump and the Niners lose that game 24-23 on a field goal or something at the end and you know something weird happens week one's always weird the Bears are going to think they're good even if they're not you're going into that one and you like imagine the conversation if you lose that game that does breed pressure yeah even even the bad teams have have hope you know is because they're zero and zero 
So, you know, week one, the Chicago Bears are going to come out with something to prove. Everyone says we suck. Everyone says we have the worst offensive line in football. Everyone says we made a horrible coaching hire. You know, they're, they're, they're going to have a chip on their shoulder. It's usually by about week four, the really bad yeah. teams. They, they know it, <laughs> and they're broken down, and that spirit is kind of broken, and they're just going through the motions. Uh, but you don't get that week one. And to make matters worse, J.D., Trey Lance was was – Taken in the same draft, no, as Justin Fields? Oh, yeah. No, that's a same, that, that, same draft higher. So if Justin Fields outplays him on week one, you're going to be looking around like, what's going on, bruh? What's, what's going on? Especially those casual fans. Yeah, they came and the Bears came back and, and took Justin Fields at 11, which was one spot in front of where the 49ers original pick was at 12 before they moved up and, and took Trey Lance at, at number three. So, yeah, they, those those guys, all of them, Trey to Fields to Wilson with the Jets to, to Trevor Lawrence and, and Mac Jones with the Patriots who went after Fields at, at number 15. All five of those guys are going to be connected for their for their entire careers. And, and you're right; those head-to-head matchups do hit uh, a little bit different, especially early in their careers. I, I think that's a big part of why, to be perfectly honest, the NFL schedule maker threw that game in Week One. It's like, oh yeah, we'll get these two dudes that were you know a couple picks apart in the first round, both future franchise quarterbacks, and and and, and let's see how it rolls. Uh, no name in San Francisco. Eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Oh, let's go to Matt. Uh, Matt, you're up next here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Matt. What's up, Matt? Hey, how's it going, y'all? Um, so I have a question. You know, What's going to happen when Trey Lance goes 0-4? Uh, the Bay Area is panicking, as all these fans do, because they're so used to winning. And uh, is there a, an option for him to get benched if we start 0-4? That's my question. Well, the short answer, Jason, is yes. I mean, that, but that would be catastrophic. Yeah, that is like, – uh, that is a, uh, a hypothetical of hypotheticals. Um, I played a hypothetical games. This is talk radio. That's what we do. Sure. But, man, 0-4. Woo. 0-4, and he's looking shaky. I Forget benching Trey Lance. Kyle Shanahan better hope his his, his, his key still works to get in the building. If, that, if, if we get to that point. Yeah, I'm I'm reluctant to go there, but it does put the pressure on those first couple of games. And look, this is a very good football team. It feels like to me, two and two is probably what it winds up being. But to that point, if you're going to get to two and two, that means you got to come out and and win those first two, and then take your chances with with the next two, uh, Denver on the road. On Sunday night football, by the way, those those week three and week four games are both primetime games. The the Monday night football game against I think Niners Rams. have the second most primetime games this year, right? Yeah, they got they got a lot. Yeah, they, they do. They they have a lot of them. That's got, the league. The, that's the league. Sorry to cut you off, JD. That's that's the league saying this. We think this team is going to be pretty good. We know how the schedule works and who gets the primetime slots is typically the really good teams. And this looks like a really good team on paper. This. Honestly, this team should have won the Super Bowl last year, in my opinion. They dropped the ball. Now, woulda, coulda, shoulda, you don't get rings and you don't get parades down Market Street for woulda, coulda, shoulda. But in reality, in my mind, they dropped the ball against the Rams. They were the better team. They gave it up in the fourth quarter. Whenever you blow a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter, it's on the team that blew that lead, period. 
Um, and we know they were in the Super Bowl three years ago. The only down year was the year where literally three-fourths of the roster was hurt. This is a team that should be in the conversation for a Super Bowl. The NFL believes that, too, based on how many primetime games they've gotten. And it's just a reality, given all the talent up and down the roster. They've doing this top 100 thing. It's littered with 49ers players. Quick tangent. When can the 49ers start a season healthy? Poor Jimmy Ward won't be in first four games of the season. But, yeah, this is a team, and I expect them, J.D., to be 3-1 and one after those four games. I think they're going to beat one of those Denver or Rams games. They're going to win one of those, and I think they'll win their first two games. They're, they can't. That defense not losing to Justin Fields or Geno, Geno Smith. All right, he's Jason Dumas. I'm John Dickinson, 888-957-9570. We'll come back. Uh, Akash Anavarathan is going to join us coming up at 10. We'll talk some Niners with him. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. More of your phone calls straight ahead right here on 95.7 The Game. Rolling along here on a Saturday, John Dickinson, Jason Dumas, 888-957-9570. That is the phone number to give us a call or shoot us a text. A question of the day here to start the, the program, do you feel better or worse about Trey Lance going into the regular season now that training camp is in the books, one month of training camp was a month ago today that the 49ers were on the practice field for the first time down in Santa Clara. Niners lose to the 
Texans the other night. Uh, Trey Lance, 7 of 11 in three series against the Texans. And we can kind of go around the horn too, Jason, uh, positionally, because I do think the question applies everywhere. Do you feel better or worse about this 49ers team? I think there are mostly ways you feel better about this team, although as far as the quarterback goes, I, I, I will openly admit I, I feel worse or, or like there are more question marks about the quarterback position than I would have anticipated uh, based on where things stood a month ago with Trey Lance entering training camp as, as QB1. Yeah, I I feel worse too, you know. Well, I shouldn't say I feel worse because my expectations aren't as high as I think the consensus are with Trey Lance. I believe he can be a really good quarterback with time and patience. I'm not sure how much time and patience the fan base will have given the fact that this is a team with really high expectations. You can have a lot of time and patience when you're a Jaguars fan rooting for Trevor Lawrence because it's the Jaguars and they stink. With the 49ers, this fan base is expecting a winner, uh, rightfully so, too, as the me- reasons I've mentioned uh, many times this week and last week. They they just have the roster that screams winner. You know, if you look up and down, just littered with really talented players, this team it's tailor-made to win a Super Bowl. Uh, so I'm not sure how much time and patience this fan base will have, but from everything I've seen from Trey Lance, it just screams, you got to give this guy some time. He he could, be a, he could be a dude in a year, but he's not a dude right now. Right now, he's, he's a guy you need to just kind of baby steps, baby steps. Fortunately for him, uh, he has a coach – who is an incredible play caller, will put him in really good positions. Uh, He has guys around him who will help mask maybe some of his early flaws. Uh, The 49ers always have a good run game. They have George Kittle. They have Debo Samuel. They have guys who can really uh, mask some of these issues that we we might see from a young quarterback. But the – Go ahead. Go ahead, J.D. No, the time and patience, I just wanted to jump in on that point real quick. The time and patience is going to have to be there because there's no other alternative once Jimmy Garoppolo isn't on the roster. And and he effectively isn't on the roster now for all intents and purposes. So I'm I'm already kind of at that point. But the time and patience, Jason, is like that is it just there's no choice. Because there is no better alternative behind him at this point. And can we stop with the Brock Purdy stuff? We already got people uh, on our in our mentions, JD, on Twitter. If you've looked uh, on 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 the text line, Brock Purdy, he's had a solid camp. Uh, he he's he's looked he's looked solid in his preseason games. But can we give Trey Lance a season before we start whispering Brock Purdy? I'm already seeing comparisons, Brock Purdy to Kirk Cousins. Already, like, look, yes, Kyle Shanahan has drafted quarterbacks in mid rounds who have turned out to be okay, and, and and Kirk Cousins is one of them. We get it, but that's a stretch. We haven't seen anything from Brock Purdy that's going to tell us he's being he's Kirk Cousins. Let's let's focus on Trey Lance because JD, as you said, that's the only option. Like, I didn't even think of it that way. Like, time and patience, they ain't got no choice. Because once Jimmy Garoppolo 
is off this roster, which is inevitable. It's going to happen on Tuesday, like you said, probably. And he will probably be on the Seattle Seahawks. Who knows if he'll be ready to start on September 18th, but that's probably where, where he'll be. Once once he's off that roster, you ain't got no choice but to be patient. And you, you have to be all in. That's literally the only choice because Brock Purdy is not coming in and playing quarterback for the 49ers this season. No, and uh, in all likelihood, he's going to get cut. I thought that was a little interesting story, how it popped up after the second game a week ago against the Vikings. It was almost as if now there's a QB2 competition, which which seemed a, a, a little bit weird to me. But, yeah, Purdy's going to get cut and probably not claimed and probably brought back on the practice squad, and, and he's a nice third-string practice squad quarterback that maybe can develop his way into to being a backup. Look, at, that, at this point, that's that's the Brock Purdy ceiling. He's and, Mr. Until Irrelevant, proven. right? It, it, yeah, until proven otherwise. <laughs> last that pick is in the, the draft. <laughs> he was the last pick in the draft. And I, I get why, from watching him, why Kyle Shanahan would have said, hey, we're going to take a pick on this guy because there may be some other teams that, that want to scoop him up and, and sign him as an undrafted and, and bring him in. But those are for the same types of roles that he's going to be you know, ending up with in all likelihood with the 49ers. Gets cut, clears waivers, ends up on the practice squad, is quarterback number number three overall. A couple of text messages I wanted to get to, Comcast Business text line. Uh, Trey Lance is from the 510. Trey Lance has a higher ceiling than Jimmy, and in my opinion will be an upgrade in the long run. It's a gamble, but one worth taking. There is some risk, but the potential rewards are, are must are much higher. Uh, another one from the five one zero. Jimmy would have gotten smoked behind the behind this line. I hope people can see that and are not trying to compare an eighth year starter and a second year guy with with two starts. They need a mobile quarterback in a big time way if the offensive line is going to be as porous as it was on Thursday. But you didn't have your your left tackle and your right tackle, which which definitely make a difference. JD, that's that's the. I have an issue with that argument from the texter. Uh, one is an eight-year guy. One is a second-year guy. So so what is it? Is Trey Lance an upgrade from Jimmy Garoppolo, or is he not? You know, because the whole messaging was Jimmy G is not good enough. So when Trey Lance doesn't look great, we can't point to one's an eighth-year guy, the other's a second-year guy. <laughs> you, you, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. What, what is it? I thought he was better than Jimmy G. That's the whole reason the 49ers went and got him. So, like, you, you can't have your cake and eat it, too. Is this an upgrade? Is he a guy who is ready to push this team forward from where it was with Jimmy G? Or are we going to say, well, we got to give him time, and Jimmy has the experience. What, what is it? That's That's the whole issue that I've had with this – this whole storyline over the last year and some change, it's like we are told that Trey Lance is that guy who is going to take this team forward from the moment he steps on the field. Now, when we see some of those ups and downs, we start hearing the excuses. You know what? Well, he's young. Give it time. What is it? What is it? We all have to get on the same page. Niners fans, help me out. Am I missing something? Because that's where I'm a little conflicted. Because the messaging was Trey Lance is a dude. He is going to take this team forward 
from the moment he steps on the field, and that's what this Niners team needed, an upgrade at quarterback. Here's the deal, Jason, and, and I'm, I'm going to set you up with this because I think it's something – like I, I'm willing to be patient. I'm willing to accept the fact that, that there are going to be ups and downs for Trey Lance. I'm willing to accept the fact – I'll even put – put my name on it and say, hey, it's the right move. Jimmy Garoppolo was the right quarterback for last year. Trey Lance is the right quarterback for the 49ers this year. My expectations are not necessarily Super Bowl or bust. It's more get in the playoffs and then see what happens. But but here's the thing I want to set you up for to, to, get, to get ready. If Trey Lance does, in fact, struggle, get ready for the excuse machine. The, the, and I think I think I feel like I know it's coming. I want to make sure you know it's coming because I don't want you to get frustrated by it because it, <laughs> it's going to be offensive line this drop that uh, Kyle Shanahan didn't call the right plays. He's too conservative. He's not letting Trey do what Trey needs to do to be his most successful. Like those things are all going to be right there at the forefront if he does wind up struggling. Yeah, you know, the the excuses are already being built in. You can you can see them coming. And I say this again, I sound like that that curmudgeon, that pessimist. It's just these are just my thoughts. Like I I woke up this morning, I rewatched that 49ers game so I could be ready to talk about this. And I came back from that Niners game saying Trey Lance just looks like a prospect still. He doesn't look like a dude yet. The 49ers need a dude, or I, we were told the 49ers are getting a dude, and that's 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 what they needed. They needed a dude at the quarterback position. Jimmy G, he he he's not a dude. Jimmy G is a guy you can plug in, you can be safe with. He didn't play great in the postseason. I mean, I like the fact that he's a gamer, I think, and, you know, he had all the respect of his teammates. Uh, he played through injuries. Uh one thing I loved about Jimmy G is he would sit in that pocket to the last moment and get his bell absolutely rung to make a throw. No happy feet. He was a tough guy. Uh, and you could do a whole lot worse than Jimmy Garoppolo. But he still. That's why. Go ahead. That's why the fans loved it. Or that's why. I'm sorry. That's why his teammates loved him, too, Jay. Yes. Yeah. yeah you, you know, bro, we, we see it. We're at practice every day. We get to see it from a different light. They respected the hell out of Jimmy Garoppolo. Genuinely. That was no fake love. They really liked that guy. And like you said, they're not stupid. We all see Jimmy G is not the most talented quarterback. He misses throws. Some some games you're like, what are you doing? So to have all that respect, despite all of his flaws, shows you how genuine that is. Because it would be easy to be like, all right, get out of here. This dude is missing throws like we're help dragging him to the finish line. Like some of those plays against the Cowboys, he didn't make, really make any plays against the Green Bay Packers. Those last couple series against the Rams where they lost, some of them were ugly. Like the lasting moment of that Rams game is just, you know, that sack, the Donald sack him throwing the ball up in the air and it is picked off. Like, but they still respected the hell out of him. So to say all that, to say this, Trey Lance comes in and he's going to have to earn the respect. And by all accounts, it seems like he's had it. You know, I talked to a bunch of the 49ers players at, at uh Trent Williams documentary premiere last year. And everybody had 
great things to say about Trey Lance on and off the record in situations where they didn't really have to praise him. And they did. So by all accounts, it seems like he is earning the trust and respect of his teammates through his work ethic. But he has to do it with his play, too. And he's going to have to like these these guys expect to win. They do. You know, is they they don't want to be ten and seven. They they want to be one of the best teams in NFL this year, and they know they're capable of it. They just need Trey to at least do what Jimmy G did. That's the that has to be the bar. I don't want to hear he's young, he's this, he's that. The bar has to be Jimmy Garoppolo because you got rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. If that makes sense. No, it, it makes a lot of sense, and and I think when you look at it, it. It, it, he has the intangibles talking about Trey. He has the the work ethic, the mentality, like all of that stuff, the demeanor. Like, like I think he's doing everything right. What we don't know that he has or he doesn't have yet that he needs to get is the ability to process what he's seeing and make throws accurately with consistency. Like that's that's the it's it's the actual physical you know go out there physical and mental go out there and be a, a capable quarterback. I, I have zero issue, and I'll echo what what you said about the fact that yeah teammates that that may have an opportunity to say ah he doesn't have this or doesn't have that. He he conducts himself in a professional manner like you would want any quarterback to conduct themselves in terms of leadership and work ethic and 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 all of those all of those intangible type things which sets him up I think in the best position to succeed it's just a matter of at some point you have to go out there and you have to make the plays that that work in conjunction with that if you're going to be a quarterback that's that's eventually worthy uh, of the number three pick overall. 888 Let's get a couple of calls in here to close out this segment. Uh, Mike in Daly City is next here on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Mike? Yo, Mike. Hey, guys. Yeah, I think I'm partly in Jason's camp here. I got two two uh, topics. One, I'm going to talk about Trey, and the other, I'm going to talk about the, the beginning of the season that you guys were talking about before. Um, I think Trey checks two of the three boxes, I'll call it, that I think will make him a better quarterback eventually than Jimmy, and that is he can throw deep and he can throw the the deep outs and and hit people as opposed to Jimmy who throws them everywhere but to the receiver. (laughs) And number two is the health, and those are the two biggest check marks that Trey hopefully has that Jimmy did not. But as far as the leadership you mentioned, my my third one that I think Trey may not check this year is throwing the wrong interception at the wrong time. Uh, it's okay if he throws a pick in the middle of the third quarter at midfield, but it's not okay if you throw a pick in the end zone when you're down by four. And, you know, those kind of interceptions really hurt me, you know, in terms of Jimmy. You're absolutely right. Um, so the, the thing, and the other thing that, that you just mentioned, J.D., I think that's not going to happen this year but will hopefully happen in the future with Trey is consistency. I'm very pessimistic that we're going to see that this year, maybe in December, you know. Um, but as far as the start of the season, I go back a long way. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm sure some of you remember that he's been out in the audience, but Joe Gibbs even started his first year with Joe Theismann 0-5. Now, that wasn't because of Theismann, but they were butting heads and, and not on the same page and, and I'm talking about Super Bowl, you know, quality teams here. You know, they sure. ended up the season eight and eight. They didn't win the Super Bowl, obviously, but they won it the next year. They were they were just 
you know, needed to get off to a, a better start, and they just weren't, weren't able to do it. Another one of the Steeler teams started like 1-4 and four in the 70s. They easily won the Super Bowl that year. So I'm not going to be concerned. 0-4 oh, would concern me just because they're 0-4. But I think 1-3, and three, you could still easily win the Super Bowl, especially since uh, only one of them would be a division game. And so I'm, I'm not going to be pessimistic at least till November um, unless uh, Trey Lance, like I say, is throwing really bad interceptions as opposed to just interceptions. That's a good point. Thanks. Thanks. A great Mike. call. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, go ahead, Jason. Yeah, that, that's that's a great call. He actually he actually walked me off a ledge a little bit because <laughs> you know, look, I say the NFL stands for not for long because it is true. You know, you, you we've seen it so many teams where we think it's going to be around forever or going to win a couple Super Bowls, and you look back and they might not have any or they only have one. We were talking about it last week, the the St. Louis Rams, JD. We thought that greatest show on turf. We thought they were going to be around for a while. They only got one Super Bowl out of that. I mean, I grew up in Philadelphia where that team was really, really good for a long time. Four NFC championship games in six years. Ended up with no no rings, just loaded teams. We've seen it. Everyone except the New England Patriots, basically, has failed to sustain a really long run. Aaron Rodgers only has one bowl. But to hear... And here are two clear-cut examples of a really good team with a young quarterback having an up-and-down season and then winning it the next year. I guess that's possible. Theoretically, the Niners could be up and down this year because of the quarterback position. Trey takes his bumps, his lumps this year, and then next year is the year. I guess I can see that, but I just also know the nature of NFL fans. We live, we live week to week to week. Not many rational-minded people like that caller is thinking, all right, well, next year is going to be the year. They're, they're not saying that when they're at the bar and, the, and Trey Lance throws that end zone interception when they're down by four in the fourth quarter. No doubt. And there's two things off of Mike's call that, that I wanted. I'm with you on the maybe it's a struggle this year. And to me, they still have to get into the playoffs, even if it is a struggle. But but I, I think that's a scenario that Mike lays out where maybe it's a struggle this year and then they're they're damn good next year and he can even win it next year. Like that's that's the type of scenario that I think Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch would sign up for. Hey, we're not gonna win it this year. Still have to be good enough to get into the playoffs, but next year we will be great. You just have to hope and you've pointed this out a lot, you just have to hope that the rest of the team is good enough next year and maybe the following year to to make that type of thinking stand up. And if it's not, that's where where teams wind up missing their window the other part is you know how do the 49ers lose games that they're supposed to win and to me the only way that happens is if Trey is throwing interceptions that are either taking points off the board or are leading directly to points going the other way you're throwing a pick six you're throwing interceptions that that you know in your own zone that that wind up where teams are already close to the the red zone and able to punch it in where you're in essence not scoring but you're also hurting your defense in the sense that that you're giving the other team easy opportunities or or points or points directly so i think those are the like if if we're talking about one and three or three and five or something like that i think it's probably going to be because of those those types of plays i want to sneak in austin here uh in san jose before the top of the hour austin you're on 95 7 the game 
Hey, brother, Jason, how you doing? Hey, uh, J.D., listen, uh, real quick, uh, Jason, I wanted to comment what you said, man. I think I'm still back on the camp of it. It needs to happen sooner or later, man. I think the three-bath pick, the gentleman just called and gave some good points, but that was a different era, too, man, where I think a patience was there. You groom guys. Now you draft these guys. They expect it to perform. And, and one thing I said before, J.D., I know you didn't agree with me, but I still would worry if I'm, if I'm Shanahan and Lynch, the thing they got to worry about is you replace the guy that was winning. And he wasn't – yeah, he wasn't this, he wasn't that. Jimmy was winning. And his veterans, the guys in the locker room, as Jason pointed out, really like this dude. So this, they're playing with fire here. I just wonder about what the effect on the locker room is going to be if, in fact, um, this thing gets off a little shaky. And the other thing I wanted to say is how are they treating – I still got a problem with how they're cheating Jimmy on the way out. I don't know if you guys want to go there, but for me, I think that's something that could leave a bad taste in some of the veterans' mouths. That's how Jimmy's being treated on his way out. Just a thought, guys. Thanks for a few minutes. Yep. Both fair questions, Jake. Go, go ahead. They have to win, though. Like, if they don't win, all those locker room questions pop up. You don't want it. Right. And then just the way they're treating Jimmy, it's a double-edged sword. On one, on one side, I agree with you, the caller, because I think, dude, nobody's, nobody's giving up any assets for Jimmy because they know the 49ers eventually going to have to release him because of that cap hit. They just know it. So it's that's just business. No one's going to give up an asset for a guy who is inevitably going to be released. So knowing that, you would think the Niners, knowing how professional Jimmy has been over the last couple of years with a situation that is not exactly fortunate for him, would do him a solid here. Jimmy, we're going to release you. Could have released him months ago. Uh so he can go find a place and play, do him that solid. You would think they would do that. But then at the other end, all indications point that he's going to go to a division rival. So at the end of the day, this is still a business. You still have to be competitive. We're going to hold on to you to as long as we can to not give our division rival an asset who could help beat us in the future. So I get it that way too. So I don't know where I fall on it. You know, I, me, I look at – I'm probably more of the guy I would have done Jimmy a solid and let him go months ago so he could just figure out his future plans. And, hey, if he if he goes to the Seahawks, so what? I'm confident in my young guy, Trey Lance. It doesn't matter. We know – the whole reason we're letting you go, Jimmy, because we don't think you're good enough. So I'm not going to – I'm not going to be petty and, and hold on to you as long as you can so you can, can't go somewhere else and beat me. I'm not going to look at it that way. So that's the way I would fall, but I see why the Niners – are doing what they're doing because Jimmy's probably going to go to the Seahawks. They don't want Jimmy to be the starting quarterback of the Seahawks when they play them on September 18th. All right, he's Jason Dumas. I'm John Dickinson. One hour in the books, three hours to come. Akash Anavarathan of Niners Nation joins us next here on 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it 
in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 